Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week, I bring you stories that will inspire you, educate you, and give you hope. I want to thank my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency based right here in downtown Chandler. Now, usually, I ask my guests to give me a little bio, but <coughs> my guest wrote his own introduction, so we're I'm going to read it to you, because this is going to be a fun and a hilarious interview. Oh, <laughs> my guest today is an improv comedy coach and business humor consultant, we're going to figure out what that is, whose mission is to help people of all levels and ages exercise their creativity muscles, funny bones, I like that, and cognitive skills while embracing their own uniqueness. That's a great word. This is something he has done since graduating from ASU. Way to go. And, <laughs> and though he has had struggles with addiction, anxiety, and being di diagnosed with ADHD, his purpose and passion have only gotten him stronger. Please help me welcome my guest today, Sean Hoilarius Hoy. Yes, hello. Finally. Oh my gosh, it's been a while and I so appreciate it. This is wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Um, I am looking forward to this because it's been on the calendar for um, almost a year and a half, but who's counting? No, 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 not me. No, no. <laughs> I was a follower of yours on social media. I mean, who follows anybody on social yeah. media? And I was just like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then I'm a part of the film festival here in Chandler. And you were there as uh, the MC, yeah. and I was like, wait a minute, I know that face. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. And then I said, oh my gosh, I thought you were shorter. Or remember, no, but it was a compliment. <laughs> and, and, and you were taller, like, and I was like, no, <laughs> you're my people. You're like, you're, you're taller than I thought you were. And I looked at it and go, what? That's such a compliment. I'm like, so darn social media, you just yeah. don't know what to believe. You do not know, that's just it. So. With all kidding aside, this has been fun, but before we, let's, let's dig into this. Not everything has always been fun and humorous. You had some struggles that I just talked about in your intro. Yeah, um, we talked about, so we're gonna start in the beginning. Yes. Of course, we always do. So I've always been, I call myself Sean Hoilarius Hoy, which is wonderful, I'll tell you how I got that moniker uh, in a little bit, but I was always the class clown. Always having fun. I, my gosh, in the fourth grade, I remember doing comedy shows, and I was always so. My talents have been doing shows and drawing cartoons. Fun. And then we progress forward, and just to let everybody know, little foreshadowing is we're Irish Catholic. So, and the reason I say that is so about when I got to be about 13, 14, that's when, and now I can call it my addiction started with alcohol. Oh. We started drinking very young. Whoa. Yeah, and so to me, I mean, it was so much fun. I was, I, I didn't need alcohol at the time, but I just progressively kept like drinking. I'd be the guy that would be like the life of the party and then go, what? You know, and not remember things, blacked out so much. But my dad at the time would say, no, that's normal. We're, we're Irish Catholics, that's what you do. Okay, So understanding what Irish is. I have exactly. Irish in me, so see, I totally see. get it. And I'm not knocking that sort of, but no? yeah, it was just more or less embedded in us. Okay if that makes any sense of that. So when we're using the word addiction, that's when I became, and I never really called it addiction until, I've been sober for 16 years, never even thought about it as addiction. Okay. And that was coupled with a recent diagnosis, which again, we'll talk about is ADHD. I think I qualify, I think most of us qualify for ADHD. Yeah. But tell me how you feel that is, um, it was against you versus for you. Actually, everything, I, this sounds crazy, but I think it's all a positive. Mm -hmm. So there are superpowers in which I do have, and yeah, the words or the acronym um, ADHD does, is thrown around a lot. People are guessing, oh, they've got ADHD, mm -hmm. but 
definitely after the diagnosis, which was official about a year ago, I, I do have all those qualities and those, those things that make me like, you know, very impulsive, super creative. I probably have never held a real job as they say. I mean, I went to ASU, graduated, did all that stuff, but I've always been in the creative end. Mm -hmm. I'm a gig worker, mm -hmm. but I've tried to hold, I would say 13, 14, 17, 1800 different jobs, jobs, and I'm terrible really... at them, but I felt bad and a lot of guilt. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm just not the normal, but I know what I'm built for. And I know these superpowers with now with my ADHD reading about it, it, it definitely, if I stay in my lane, I'm okay. But if I drift over. Oh, you said a phrase I'm very familiar with, stay in your lane. I'm like, no, you're coming in my lane and we're doing this together. Yeah. <laughs> so I got the ADHD thing. And it used to be one of those things, because I know I have a boy, and they went, oh, boys have it the most. I'm like, I think everybody has. It's just at yeah. different levels. And so with not understanding what ADHD was when my son was younger, he can't drink this beverage now because it just doesn't go for him. But Mountain Dew. Oh. I refused to give him any of the medications that they're like, oh, this is what you do. And I'm like, no, I don't do medications. Still to this day, I don't even take aspirin unless I really, really, really yeah. need to. And so as my son got older, he would try to drink Mountain Dew to get that you know, yeah. rush. And he's like, it's not working. And I was like, it's because it worked somewhere else. So it makes him crash. Did he originally, like originally did he, when he drank Mountain Dew, did it make him feel? Tired. <laughs> Okay, but it didn't... It brought him down. So with that said, and going back to the alcohol, it was interesting because when I did get introduced and knowing that I had ADHD ever since I was young, when I drank, there was about a half hour when, of like euphoria, which I was probably felt normal. Oh. Seriously, I'm being very honest with this. Um, and that would happen to me, peri like not periodically, just through the, the years and years and years of drinking. I would go, I want that, that mini high, but then I would drink too much because I wanted to keep that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now reflecting, going, wow, I was trying to be normal. Mm -hmm. Like my brain works super quick. And then we'll get into other things of what I do as in like an improv comedy and things like that, that that is my superpower. It's great that mm -hmm. I can think quick, mm -hmm. but other times it's not so good because mm -hmm. I'm super impulsive. So now I drink coffee and coffee takes me to a good place. You know, the dopamine rush is there and I, and I exercise a lot. Now so I do, I, I do more natural things now okay. to get that because it's that dopamine that we're looking for that we can't produce with ADHD. That's like mm -hmm. the physiology. I'm not trying to get too in depth, but man, I've been reading so much and it's been neat because with my addiction and other things, I, I want to help other people, like you said. Mm -hmm. So, And that's why I bring people on here is because someone has to get real about their addictions or their losses or whatever their grievances are so that someone else can say, oh, I'm not such a bad person or I'm not the only one. And I have to pull back on that one because when you said you didn't have a normal job, who's qualifying what normal is? Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's like oh, you have a corporate job. You, you graduate from school. You go here, and it's like a structure of some sort. And I'm with you on the whole normal thing. It's like, yeah. well, if I'm doing something that I've been gifted with, it's normal for me and it's doing well like this here. I've had a few people in the beginning, I'm sure you heard it too. You should be doing something else. Oh, did they say, aw? I Aww. have heard that. No. But look where I'm at. Hello. I, I guess I don't listen very well either. No, but that's the good thing. <laughs> you're on your own path of what mm -hmm. you're doing and mm -hmm. it's in here. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're born with it's in inside of us and we unlearn things in, in school and we're taught, like I used to hold my pencil like a lefty, but I wasn't a lefty and the teacher's like, you, you, you've got to hold your pencil the right way. But I was like, why? Like, 
why am I unlearning all these attributes and these things we have and as we progress and that, when I go to different businesses and I, I've been dealing with like a lot of the seniors, of older people senior wise. That's not us as seniors, that's a different senior level. No, yeah, but older, <laughs> it's just funny, and they're, they're, they're still taught like, no, yes. we, Sean, we can't yes. go, you know, and I'm like improv, you guys, anything counts, you yes. know, there's a few rules, but yeah, we, and so my, one of my missions as well is to be like, just be yourself. And I don't mean to knock a normal job, I, I, we, we need normal jobs, and there's people out there that couldn't do what we do mm -hmm. because they would just go crazy. That goes the other way around too. Yeah, other yeah, yeah, other, that I yeah. Couldn't do that other we would drive doing. people nuts, and so a little history, and tell me if I'm talking too much. No. So okay. a little history though with the normal job thing. So I went to ASU, and I started in acting, and so class clown the whole time, I've always been a class clown. I was doing stand-up comedy at the time. And so I started, then I went to broadcast. And I was like, broadcast would be great, oh my gosh. And then they're like, you need a foreign language to graduate. And I'm like, okay, I'll go to communication. So I graduated with a PR degree, which was awesome. And at the same time, I was doing stand-up comedy because I was gonna go to Hollywood and be a star, you know what I mean? Like, what up? And this guy pulled me off stage one time and I, my energy was so high. I don't know if I was drinking or not, but <laughs> he pulls me over and he goes, and you, this quote is great. Matter of fact, of anything that we learned today, this quote, I, I use it all the time for all different things. And he pulls me off the stage and he, and he goes, have you ever done improv? And I was like, no, um, improv, I'm a stand-up comedian, you know? And he's like, you'd be great. Like, he goes, when, you're, when you do things, and on, even comedy and things, get them on the bus before you hit the accelerator. I have this visual. No, going. but seriously Ready? though. Oh, no. But I tell people, I tell sales teams and people that hire me, it's like, it makes so much sense. It's like, get them on the bus. Take them. care of them. Mm -hmm. Take care of the people on your bus. You're the driver mm -hmm. before you hit the accelerator. Mm -hmm. Like sales teams, it's like, don't go crazy and go sell, sell, sell. It's like, be nice. And so then I started doing improv and I did it for 12 years with the Oxymorons and started doing corporate entertainment and it's been, it's been fun. It's your career. Get them on the bus before the accelerator. It's, it's awesome. I didn't make it up, somebody else did, but I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, those were your struggles I'm seeing. Um, uh, yes. Okay, and you said they made you stronger, obviously. So now you have alluded to a few things on what you do, but I do have a question. Yes. What is a comedy coach and a business humor consultant? So comedy coach, I utilize that as, like I said, <clears throat> I've taken this improv to the next level of what I think by myself. I mean, there's, like I said, I was with the Oxymorons. We were in Scottsdale, we had our own place and Louis Anthony Russo, awesome, God bless his soul. He was a great teacher, taught many of us in the Valley that are doing improv. And after shows, people would come up to me and they'd say, John, you know, you were really funny in the show. Could you come to our company meeting and be, you know, a six foot two chicken, you know? Like, seriously, we got a chicken suit, we come, we'll pay you $200. <laughs> and at that time, I'm like, you guys will pay me $200? Dude, I'll do anything for $200, you know? So I, it, it, it evolved into that, and I go do it and walk around, and the gag's over. And it evolved into what I call customized corporate entertainment, where it's like, you guys, let me like, talk to your staff. Like, let's customize your message. And usually the CEO will go, well, I'm pretty buddy. And, and I said, no. I would always say, get your secretary in here. Your secretary knows everything that's funny. There, nothing is funnier than the truth, mm. you know? And so that's my, so I call myself a business uh, humor consultant because I, I add to their businesses, but I, I say, how can we use humor as a tool as opposed to, ba -la 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 -la, pull my finger? 
and I was thinking, how does humor, when you're in an atmosphere of the norm, the corporate world where they're supposed to be structured on how they're thinking, how they're selling, and how they're promoting, where does the humor come in there? So they don't get stagnant, or they find a, like a joy in what they're doing? What is it? Um, humor in, maybe it could be their message. People love humor. I mean, the benefits of humor and laughter are so vast in, and now they're studying more like a, me dealing with the older population, the seniors, the cognitive skills and what it does is we're built to laugh. Like we are built for humor. Mm -hmm. It's a survival technique that the cavemen probably came up with. <laughs> and you don't hear much about it because as soon as I do say comedy, people are like, oh, do you do clean comedy? And I was like, you guys, A, I I'm just the vessel. I'm gonna come and help write your comedy. Okay you know, the truth, it's, but it, it's funny, as soon as people hear the word comedy, they think like, oh, it's just gonna be a slapsticky. It's like, no, we, we all laugh, we like humor, it's fun, you know? So I've actually seen you in a couple of different things that we have um, crossed paths on or done together when it comes to the community, and it yes. has to do with seniors. You've alluded to it a few times about seniors, help me and help everyone else here understand, how do the seniors get uh, an advantage, or have an advantage to your improvs? Um, it's pretty massive. So I got into more of the seniors and the older population six years ago when a buddy of mine called and he said, hey, you want to come and host Love and Life magazine's uh, expos? And so I was like, Love and Life expos? And it was like 55 and up, you know? Like at that time I was like, I don't know how many years ago that was. I was like, oh, well, those old people, you know. And now we're. And now, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, won't tell, we won't tell people what our age. those old people Our age is, bless our hearts. We're still, we're still kicking. So I would go to these, and I did the same sort of thing. And I would just host it and run around and talk to the different, there's 150 vendors. We do entertainment. Little people come and speak and talk. And I just learned so much about how the older population has such a great sense of humor. And they would see me and say, hey, we heard you do improv, could you come to our retirement home and do improv? And it just has evolved into, you know, people, it's almost, it's a, a workout for these guys, for their brains, because they don't do that. Normally they're playing bingo, and then I've got them up on stage, and then we're doing a spelling bee with foreign words, and the audience tells you, it's like, so everything is off the top of your head, and I tell them, stop thinking. Mm -hmm. I work with autistic groups, and these guys are awesome at it, because it's like, What's on the top of your head right now? I can't say it. And I'm like, you say it. <laughs> Kool-Aid, you know, and they're like, ah, beautiful. Okay. So I work with all sorts of people. So it's kids and it's seniors. Kids, seniors. Uh, I'll go to ZipRecruiter. I might do one day. Then I'll go with the Architempe, which is uh, differently uh, abled people. The next day I'll be somewhere else. And I use the exact same, I don't call it a script, formulas, exercises, always different. Always quick and fun, which is perfect for my ADHD, but it's, it's perfect, but it's always changing. It's okay. never the same. Giddy, giddy. That's my Kramer in. <laughs> I don't know about Kramer. I know the name. I don't know. I, oh, you, I know. You know I what know, Seinfeld? Talk about comedy. I, I know. Aww. I know Seinfeld, but I don't I'm going to get you a TV. <laughs> We're going to buy you a TV. I'm the person that goes out there and enjoys living life and meeting people like you to learn more <laughs> that I don't have to sit in front of a TV and watch someone else do it. Okay. I have a real life interaction you're that I correct. might have to do. I have some more right. work to do. No, but you're doing it. And then this is good. So, okay. Just fire the questions away, away, away. <laughs> well, there you have it. There's our comedy. <laughs> So now being the consultant and the coach, do you actually charge for that? Or oh, yeah, yeah. Or just the entertainment? Um, no, I definitely charge for the group. Like if I go and say, hey, what is your, usually they want me to be part of it. So if, some, if a corporation comes 
And like with ZipRecruiter, they called me and they, this is funny. So I have a background in bartending. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> I don't drink, but I bartend. So what I found out, these guys would be like, hey, we want to do an improv show, but these guys cannot speak like in front of people. I'm like, but it's the sales team. So in that instant, I did like a little, sh like got some information, did a little MC thing, okay. made mojitos, <laughs> fed them the mojitos, and then we did an improv show. Uh. So there's that sort of thing. And then other people would say, hey, we're doing a, this, uh, like a big, the other day I was, uh, sometimes I'm a cowboy because I do have a fake mustache now. <laughs> I invested in a mustache where they're like, hey, we're doing a Western. Here's what we have. Here's the scripting and I'll rewrite their scripts. And then, you know, like the CEO wants a joke here and I'll inject a joke and yeah. But it'll always be personal of like, okay, what would the crowd think is Do they funny. give you something in advance of what they're looking for that you know how to help them? With yeah, usually their it's, yeah, it's the formula. They'll give me the formula that they want and then I'll just inject and then usually I'm the MC and come up with some different sorts of things. And then I always ask for half down. <laughs> That's the key. Now, I uh, not just followed you on social media, but you also have some artwork. Yes. Tell me about the artwork. I feel that that's another talent that you have. You probably don't do it as much, but that's what I remember you doing, and it's very uplifting. So, the, remember the fourth grade story that I told you? <laughs> so when I was young, the three things that I, or four things, so I've probably only done four things in my life that I really are my superpowers. So drawing, I always did drawing cartoons, and I would sell little cartoon sheep for like 10 cents. Yeah, I was making money. You drew the sheep and, and I would then give them to the people. Them? Yeah, they're like, will you draw me a cartoon sheep? So I've always drawn and I was gonna start in, and then I've always, and then so when I went to ASU, it was awesome because I've always drawn cartoons and then I got hired for the three and a half years, four years I was there as the editorial cartoonist. Hmm. So I graduated in 93 and I was all excited because I was like, I am going to be the most famous editorial cartoonist ever. Which I did do, but then papers started going like this. And then, yeah, I just did a lot of uh, freelance sort of things. Then I went to Home Depot and bought paint. And I started painting just fun little paintings, which you might have seen. But stories, because now you have stickers that have and, some fun things on them. And then the COVID-y thing started. Oh, I was hoping we would go there. But you know what? That's never going to leave our lips. No, hold on. There's a beauty to this. Of course. Where there's threat there's opportunity yeah absolutely so people were stuck in their homes not all of us because <laughs> there was a world out there <laughs> hello so i'm people be like i'm stuck at home and so i just started drawing up stickers send them away i get them printed and then i would just say hey what's your address and then i would just mail people stickers with a little hand-drawn card and oh. i did a bunch of that and then a friend of mine uh, hired me to do, I don't know, she wanted some cards, but she wasn't afraid of the COVID thing. And I ended up painting murals at her house, like all during COVID. I remember seeing yeah, that outside stuff, on her patio. Price. Yeah, I she's so awesome. That. So I did like three of those. And so I've always done that. I've either done like the performing or the art and it's balanced me. Rusa. But now you had your stuff in an actual gallery for a short time. Oh, I'm a big shot. <laughs> I had it at Exposed Gallery and I've had, I don't know, I've probably done like maybe over my life period, like 250 like different shows, like mm -hmm. art shows and things like that and selling my art as well. So it sounds like I'm all over the board because of the ADHD, but I normally <laughs> do those, those are the, that balance me. So I don't yeah. mind sitting in like, can I say boxers? 
yeah. Okay. I can say boxers on TV. So I might sit at home and just be drawing my little boxers one day or painting, and then the next day I'm up on stage in a tuxedo announcing, here he comes up to the stage. It's been fun. I love my life, and I love the struggles in which I've had. So that's where I help people, people that drink now. I stopped cold turkey. Um, July 7th, 2006 is the last time I ever drank something. Congratulations. And I stopped. I was bartending at the Four Seasons at the time. My life was just going terrible. Like alcohol, definitely. That was a stage when I was not drinking at work, but enough where I'm going to get busted. And that was my fourth DUI through my life. Wow. So I'm not trying to no, crush no, no. the party here, but... It, and it changed my life. They kept me on because I was just like, they're like, you're always late, you're always this. And I got employee of the month, three months later, employee of the year, a year later or whatever, <clears throat> or maybe up for it or something. I always tell people I got it, which I don't know if I did, <laughs> but I don't know if anyone's going to check. But I was nominated <laughs> for employee of the year. Okay. Can we just say I got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. a lady in laundry got it. But it's a big place. It is. So, yeah, and then... I don't know if where the story's going, but that's well, where the DUI thing, and I went to Tent City for three weeks. Um, a lot of people don't want to talk about stuff like that because they feel there's a shame, um, but you know what? We all have a story because I have one of mine. I know what Tent City looks like, too. Oh, good. See? So, no one's excluded from no. anything that they've done wrong. It's what you have turned your life around to realize that those were the things you needed to change. Yeah. Um, the perspective, when your perspective changes, mm -hmm. that all the cliches we heard growing up are so true and with mm -hmm. the drinking and the ADHD. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm a tough love person because so people come up and say, will you help my brother? He's drinking, you help this. And I'll call them and they're like, no, I, I want to stop. I love my kids. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, you might, but dude. Like, what was the turning you know, point that you actually decided to cut cold turkey, which is a very difficult thing on any addiction? Yeah. Uh, just the, the, the same old, same old. You know, I, I utilized my charm and would get away with stuff and drinking. I was very fortunate that, and I, but I always, I always drew. I always worked out. I always had these maintaining things that I did do. Mm -hmm. And the turning point was when I was just like, I'm, you're turning into a real jerk. Like, you're not, you're not Sean anymore. You're just this, like try to be a fun dude and it, and where they were taking a car that I borrowed from my friend and I'm like handcuffed in the back and I'm like are you guys taking the car that's yeah. not mine they're like yeah we're yeah. taking it yeah and it, it just right that you know I, if people believe in any sort of religion this and that it, it, it hit me like it struck me I'm like no more I want to be a good person like I want to be really where I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. And it's been so awesome. It's, mm -hmm. I've made tons of mistakes on the way, but they've been like really sobering mistakes mm -hmm. for the last 16 years. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been neat, it's been a neat journey. What's the hilarious part? Well, the hilarious part is my name, Hoy, and then you add Larius, it makes it more funnier, more funnier, nasty like George Bush. Um, does that sound like him? I don't do impressions. So if, if, if anybody's out there, if he says that uh, you did a bad impression, I'll let you know. I, I just don't do it. Oh, um, not even here. So I, that was another one when I was doing stand-up comedy. I would go back to forth to California and here, and and, and somebody did. They announced me. They're like, this guy's wacky and it's hilarious or something that. And so I just said, oh my god, I love that. That's it. And I said, that's me. Could I use that? And he said, yeah. I just said it. <laughs> and so that, that that came up, and so I knew I used hilarious. And it says it, though. It says a lot. It, it does. Before I ask my final question, Ooh. what is your favorite thing that you do with having found the struggle, gone through the struggles, mm -hmm. identified what you needed to change, 
And then now what you do, and I'm going to hope that it's going to be something funny because that's what you're known oh, for. Oh, What's you're looking your for favorite thing that you like to do being the comedian? Or oh, the as a comedian? Mm -hmm. I, you know, what I love to do and what is my purpose and that I want to carry on for the rest of mm -hmm. my days, years, decades, centuries, is helping others. And when I say that, it sounds so corny, but, and I keep, I've said the word improv 962 times. Improv comedy has saved my life and it, I love watching people and the lights go on and, and I like telling people they can do whatever they want to do. Like, cause people, everybody wants to be funny and humor is such a good, powerful tool. It's like, dude, this is how you do, you use it. Like the other day we were doing this with an, an older crowd and literally they just, they were all tired and they were, they're, they came up to me and they're like, I've we haven't done this forever since mm. we were kids. And I'm like, we're still kids. Yes. We're playful. This is it. You, you can, just because you become older, it does, you, don't, you don't lose that kid-like play. And so to me, that is my quest, is to just, and in the, you talked about the drawings and the stick. I do stickers and drawings. It's like, guys, anybody can draw. You know, anybody can do stickers. Just do it. I'll guide you. Like when people hire me to do improv, they're like, are you going to be funny? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not the act. Your people are the act. You're the act. Okay. I'm not it. I'm, I will be your guide. Okay. So that's why I like to call myself a coach or a guide because I'm just, we're all humor. We got it in us. I am so glad you're sitting here. Now I can feel like I know that I'm not the only one that I have an adult body with a little kid trapped inside of it. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, but there's so many other people that are out there that will be like, oh, well, you're an adult, you should act like, and I'm like, well, I'm not sure what that means. No. There's a time and place for everything, and there's two things that I always have to have a connection to, definitely comedy and music, because music has a message in it, too. Yeah, and again, those are all those things, and I'm getting into the dopamine thing and the neurotransmitters and all that. There's so many different things that, um, that trigger, but that's what humor does. It, it fills us with that joy, that natural mm -hmm. joy that's in us. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I have people, I swear to you, that are like 96-year-old ladies that are just, they're play, they love to play. They're playing. They're having fun. <laughs> Keep it. How many of them put their phone number in your pocket? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like, it's a it's a, dial, it's a rotary. 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 Oh, so I love the rotary. I do have, I know for some people they don't know what that is, just like they don't know what a typewriter is. I do. Do you? I actually use a typewriter. Are you still? Oh. I don't. No. I, I don't. Know. I even know what you're talking about, a typewriter. <laughs> okay, so I do have one final question. And it's a question that if I only was given one question oh, wow. to ask someone to think that I would know anything about who they are. I know. Drum roll. Okay. It would be this. What message would you like to leave everyone based on your journey of life? I would say listen to people, but most important, listen to you. Listen to your inside and don't turn it off. There's so much innateness inside of everybody that you just, I'm not saying break the rules, <clears throat> but just go with your heart. Go with why you're down here and hanging out in this wonderful world, wonderful world. That's what I would say. I like that. Yeah, it's just a be you. It sounds so corny, we but it's so true. We hear it be said all the time, be you, and some people are like, I don't know who I am. Or you said purpose, I say purpose. Now yeah. everyone, they're like, I don't have a purpose. I say porpoise. <laughs> Live with a porpoise. <laughs> he probably makes a sticker for that too. Ba -da -da. <laughs> but that's what I would really say. I would just say, if you're out, yeah, just literally analyze the, those be you and just, just go with your heart. Always. Stop listening to others and it, whatever you wanted to be in fourth grade or third grade, I promise that's where your heart is. 
You know, you said third and fourth. Mine was more like sixth grade. My or mom, sixth. No, no, it, it could be third grade. It could be first grade. Who, who's, who's, you know, paying I attention? Taste, yeah. Mine was sixth grade because I felt it was very traumatic. And you're a kid, mm -hmm. everything that you don't want to do that's uncomfortable is very traumatic. And as you get older, people are like, change is always going. I'm like, that doesn't mean I'm comfortable with it. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. As you get older, you learn different sayings. But in the sixth grade, I, my mother put me in this class speech to stand in front of a classroom. No. Oh. Well, I didn't know. Look. Look at where we're all at now. Yeah. It was something that was already in there. She probably had no idea that that was what I was going to be doing as an adult with a child still trapped inside. Yeah. That I would be standing in front of people telling whatever I ask questions or whatever yeah. I have to say for a message that people want to hear, like you doing comedy in right. front of different people. And, and the journey that you've been on, you could not think about that that yeah. way and yet it's guided you to there mm -hmm. and now it's just yeah it's beautiful and Absolutely. and you're beautiful ah. <laughs> I mean you're doing great <laughs> I'm I proud of you I really good. am proud of you you're just you're doing it and yeah so we're both just out there just telling people tell us your story we all have one mm -hmm. you don't have to make one up and you don't have to copy somebody no and I'll go back with what you said as far as the answer is follow your heart it already yeah. knows you're fighting it, but it's always going to fight you if you don't just give into it. Yeah. It's your intuition. It's, yeah, and it's there, and we do try to cover it up. Uh -huh. There's a writer or a philosopher, o Oso or Osho, Oso, and that's what he says. Some of his books is like, we are taught in the third, fourth grade to, uh, and that's why I use that is to unlearn, we unlearn things. Uh -huh. It's like, go back, mm -hmm. learn it from there, mm -hmm. your heart mm -hmm. and your soul. I don't know why I'm whispering. It adds more of an effect when you whisper, though. <laughs> With that being said, I'm going to thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you. But you don't have to whisper it. I won't. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate your, your, your humor, your being vulnerable yeah. about some stuff that some people would be like, oh, I didn't know. And you're like, you do now. And that means that even though you make mistakes or you're not sure where you're going to be today, there is something that you will be here or, or in the future based on where you've been. And that's called the journey. Yeah. We all have a different one. Perfect. I want to thank my studio sponsor, the Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency based right here in downtown Chandler. If you have a story you want to share that will help someone else on their journey, please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, you may also email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well and you take care. Mm -hmm.